Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy. A silent storm begins to brew in an ancient land of darkness. With tumultuous force from the crust of the earth, two worlds come together as one from the past and the present, celebrating culture and spirit, paving the pathway to our future. It's time for dreaming, urban dreaming, finding your voice, finding your spirit, Joy 94.9. Warren Jacker, Joy 94.9 would like to acknowledge and pay respect to the sovereign peoples of the past, present and future generations of the Kulin Nations on whose unceded land we work, live and broadcast from. We would also like to acknowledge all our brother boys and sister girls of the LGBTI communities. Yes, hello, you're on Urban Dreaming, and this is Sarami on the mic. And Gracie. And we've got a special co-host this evening. This is Layla. Hello. How are you, gorgeous? I'm good, I'm good. Good to see you on the panel. Actually, um, you've been on our show before. I have. Um, I wasn't here on that specific day, unfortunately. No, I, c- I tried to take your job, and here I am. <laughs> <laughs> it well, begins. look out, it so begins. <laughs> we've got a great lineup this evening. So we'll be talking a little bit about Layla's work, what she's done as an artist, a dancer, sorry, an actor. <laughs> She does a bit of dancing. I do too. a bit of dancing, but that's I'm not paid on the for dance that. Floor. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll have a yarn with her very soon. But also, we've got a special guest. His name is Wani, and we'll be in reference to the the Green Room Awards, which is amazing. Mm. We went to that last night, so yeah, exciting times. Um, some really amazing accolades happened, and so so many. Um, mob representing, which is a beautiful thing to see. Yeah, deadly. Including our very own Davey. Yes, and Davey Tom- Thompson. So yeah, uh, he'll be having a chat with us too this after, um, this evening from 8.30 onwards, so stay tuned for that. He'll give us a bit more insight into the awards and, and he'll be on a high right now. So yeah, very happy for you guys. And if you're tuned in, if you're tuned in already, then yeah, let the mob know because we're about to talk about the Green Room Award. This song we're about to play now is beautiful. I actually heard it um, just the other day and I thought, we've got to play this. So check it out. It's uh, Sev Delisa with human nature. Oh, 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 
Hey, this is Joe Williams, former NRL player, professional boxer, and you're listening to Joy 94.9. Stay deadly with Urban Dreaming. What a hauntingly beautiful song. Have you heard that before? No, I haven't. Oh, yeah, I just heard it just literally today, actually. I was thinking the other day. It was actually today at my mate's place, um, Chaz. So, hello, Chaz. I know you tuned in. <laughs> and, um, yeah, just um, a beautiful song. Thanks for introducing me to such an amazing artist. So, that was uh, Sev... Sev Daliza is how you pronounce it, hopefully. Um, she's an Iranian-Dutch singer, songwriter and record producer. And um, in 2015, she released two EPs, uh, The Suspended Kid and Children of Silk. And while her music is typically in English, she released her first Persian language song, Bebin, in early 2017. And that song there, which was, yeah, human nature. So I just wanted to... Um, Acknowledge, of course, where we are today on Kulin Nation, the lands in which we stand. Um, and it's just so good to see Indigenous artists who are basically just representing and doing such amazing work in the communities. Mm. I've got two really outstanding um, performers in the room right now with us. I have to introduce Layla to begin with, because Layla's been on the show before we mentioned. Um, and Layla Thacker, is that you pronounce your surname? Yeah, Thacker, like Blacker. Yeah, <laughs> the Blacker Thacker. <laughs> um, so Layla's actually from mainland TSI, Torres Strait Islanders. Uh, she's a Miriam Murr woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's based in Nam, which is Melbourne. So that's the actual ab- Aboriginal word for this country, guys. Mm-hmm. It's Nam. And um, there's been a thing, question whether it's pronounced Nam with the R, R sound or uh, an, the R is rolled, the mm-hmm. R, so, mm-hmm. like a Narm. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's interesting. Uh, since graduating from JCU, mm-hmm. where was that? James Cook University. Okay. I know, hence why I just put JCU. It's a little <laughs> embarrassing. I don't want to be saying I came out of James Cook. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, that's in Cairns. And um, yep. so since then, she was doing the Actors Workshop in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. She's been cast in various roles from Shakespeare to Sarah Kane. Most notably, the Boutique Theatre's Fairy Tale Lives of Russian Girls, which was uh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Got to see which that. Which Grace actually was the stage manager for I was. Ah, yeah. well, well, there, there you go. Yeah. So I love that show. It's actually great. Yeah, it was definitely. Um, you've done a few things. You've been to LA. Um, yeah, you know, you've been the best emerging artist, Indigenous artist for the Melbourne Fringe Awards. Yeah, that's last incredible. Year. And um, currently writing, directing, and producing mm-hmm. under her belt there uh, for uh, what they call Black Shell. And yeah. Black Shell is um, basically Layla's approach, and her con- she continues yeah. to advocate for First Nations and women of colour yeah. in the arts. Always. Beautiful. Yeah. No, I started. I started. Black Shell last year. Um, it's actually a script reading group for uh, Indigenous women and, and women of colour. Uh, you know, I've been part of a lot of uh, script reading groups myself, predominantly white though, and I've been the only black face, black voice within that group. Um, so yeah, essentially I started it just for my own space so I can actually derobe and de white. take the white cape off you know especially when it comes to those discussions about scripts you know um i don't have to censor myself then and feel culturally safe i can delve into uh a lot of the plays and scripts on a cultural level yeah Yeah. i remember having this conversation with you earlier too about how 
sometimes because of that typecast when it comes to specific roles mm. we are really just you know either put in the section where we're categorised as tick the box and yeah. we're representing or yeah. we just don't have the particular look that they're looking for. Correct, yeah. yeah. I mean, I go for... Yeah, my agent puts me up for a lot of... In, you know, they're seeking one Indigenous female um, and I rock up and the casting director looks me up and down and is like, mm, not quite what we're looking for, mm. regardless of whether or not I have the ability to actually do the role, which, of course, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they don't want to make money, clearly. Nah, probably, nah. Um, yeah, but, you know, I, I remember going, you know, this was a few years ago here in Nam. <clears throat> it was, like, one of my first auditions here, and it was, like, third ra- ra- three rounds of auditions, and I got to the third round of it um and the director called me you know a couple of days later and said you know what you did an amazing job you would have gotten the role though if you were white and i thought to myself three rounds of auditions like if that was that interesting why did you you know so anyway yeah 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 all you know yeah all all kind things so that's essentially why i created black shell as well and the stuff that's come out of that it's not just script reading groups we've done two short films now we've done stuff for indigenous artist markets and things like that so it's kind of just that getting that momentum and doing your own stuff really so yeah and people got to understand that we're we are not one look we're many we're such a diverse range of people and eclectic looks and so many different skin colors you know um and it's hard because i I know some people i know who are actually very fair skin with blue eyes and blonde hair who are actually uh aboriginal from say for example tasmania Mm. and they they feel excluded because they're not seen as just as an Aboriginal person. And of course. some of the conversations they'll have in a group and people um, like might say, oh, you know, something derogative and, and then they, they don't realise that, that person is actually, you're talking to one right in front of you, you know. Yeah. So it can be really um, scary. It's frustrating, you know, frustrating. definitely, yeah. you know. Um, the media, we can't let the media define what our identity is, you know, and they love to do that. So... It's 2018. Aboriginal identity has changed significantly. Um, and it's been like that for a while. So, yeah, we, we have to be the, um, the masters of our own stories now, you know. And we'll do it from grassroots. We don't care. We don't need that much money. Just give us the authority to tell our stories. Definitely. So, yeah, thanks for joining us, Layla, and being a co-host this evening. Yeah. And hopefully we can have you on our future programs. Well, yeah, I'll, I've got a key now. <laughs> <laughs> she got the fault now. I changed the locks now. <laughs> and, um, and speaking of amazing uh, artists, um, we also have a fellow here. His name is Wani. And now Wani actually won the Green Room Award last night and um, he did such a beautiful speech and it was so nice. Um, before we begin, though, I, just, I want to just tell you a little bit about, about Wani. Uh, Wani is actually the Congolese born, uh, New, New Zealand raised and Melbourne based poet with the flair of spoken word. Uh, he uses his artistic abilities to serve as a, a platform in his commitment to the flourishing of life, telling of the untold, as well as the collective empowerment of those peoples too often marginalised mm-hmm. and not enough celebrated. So from hosting um, the Pan-African Poets Cafe to headlining, creating and curating platforms for sold-out events like, mm-hmm. uh, can you pronounce this one for me? Is that That's a French term, yeah. Uh, producing Sapology, which I know Layla's going to be working on as an yeah, MC. correct. Which is great. I don't know what I'll be saying, but no, I'll just wing it. No, uh, I'm kidding. You just improvise like you do anyway. <laughs> uh, at the Wyndham Cultural Centre and more recently producing and directing his first solo show at the Arts House and Wani is slowly emerging 
I wouldn't say slowly. I think he's emerged. He's emerged. He's appeared. He's, he's here. Past. <laughs> a very, very promising new, new artist. And um, yeah, you won the Green Room Award for Woo-hoo. Best New Talent. Is that correct? Um, yeah, that's correct. Wow. Cheers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How special. What a, what a fantastic evening it was at that. And um, mm-hmm. I loved it when you said you, I just want to acknowledge my mother who's here. She was my date this evening. Can you, um, it's, it, obviously you can't remember everything you said, but it was very touching. It was quite beautiful. And the idea of you speaking not just on your behalf and, and receiving an accolade, but you actually accolading where your roots were from and who you are and... And for the, your mother to see you in that position and to be able to have to, your, you know, to be able to be listened to as a black man yeah. winning um, such a prestigious award. Mm. Mm. How did you feel? Um, I think I felt like a deep sense of um, gratitude, not necessarily just because of the award itself, but everything I feel like it meant for that moment to exist. And I feel like um, I'm just a vessel for all these stories I carry that have been passed down from my ancestors, my family, people around me, people that carry me. And all I do is deliver what's in me and through me, I guess. So um, I always feel like every time that's recognized, it's not me who's recognized, but everyone who's gone before me, who's created those platforms for me to be able to stand on, everybody else who maybe might have got it rejected to push it a little bit more so that the next person can go on. It's just in recognition of all the work that's gone in and all the people that have fought for um, spaces and all the people who have fought for people like us and people like me to be able to stand there. So I think it was like in, in recognition of that. That's beautiful. Yeah, I, it was my first ever Green Room Awards. Um, so I've actually never been to an awards night. So it's pretty crazy, eh? Um, and just going to that event and just seeing all these amazing artists, you know, in between, it was up to 66 awards that were given out in the evening. So it was a quite a long night, but there were a lot of proxies too. And the idea of um, just being able to have only, you know, just that one, um, I guess, because how many people were nominated per nomination there's usually up to six i'm pretty sure there's like six nominations it varied yeah it varied from like four to eight in some some cases so um and with your work you know because i'm i'm really still not familiar with your work but i'd love to hear one of your um your poems now if that's possible Um, my pieces yeah yeah that'd be great just putting you um, on the spot there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> but it's interesting, back on the Green Room Awards, like, you know, Wani and I were talking about this before. You know, there were 60, 66 mm. awards given out. Is that right? Mm. 66. And only seven of them were awarded to people of colour. Just seven, you know. So obviously, I suppose, for you, what you were talking about, Wani, is that when you won that award, it holds weight. Yeah for all of us you know and we feel that and that's why i go usually every year i'm not necessarily nominated but i got to be there screaming around as soon as any (laughs) black person wins you know (laughs) yeah because it it yeah as you were saying you know it's Mm -hmm. like everybody's journey that was before us to get us in that room to get us on that stage in the first place so we need to expand that number it's not enough yeah and i feel like it's not even from a lack of talent because no. we've got talent that just need to acknowledge that, you yeah. know? Even, like, getting up on that stage, mm. you could feel the weight, and it was like, whoa. This mm. is, like, I've never been to the Green Room Awards, but I'm like, I guarantee you, there has not been many before me that have walked those stairs. Mm. And I was like, that was 
that was intense and mm. to think of all of that and all the people who were deserving of that because i don't necessarily think it's because i'm the most deserving i think maybe i'm just the one that got picked now mm. <laughs> you know and i'm yeah. like we're gonna be cool when we get to that day when the most deserving of the you know yeah well you are most deserving like in the end no matter what it's like we are the minority. That's what it boils down to in regards to... We're the marginalised, 100%. Yeah. And, and, and especially in the arts, because we've been cut back so much, you know. Mm. And so we're going to think about, uh, yeah, getting our voices out there more. And, and there is, like you said, there's potential, there's talent, there's amazing talent at that. Mm. It's yep. just there's not many avenues or platforms for the younger mob to get up there, to get in, to get their feet in the door, yeah, you know. that's yeah. right. So this is what it's, it's up to us as, as their elders yep. to start, you know... Oh, yeah. sure. you know helping definitely yeah to support that definitely so. and and hopefully this is like a this is like a door that's open and it's going to stay open so more can get yeah. through so. yeah definitely yeah. definitely and someone like yourself is now just throwing i guess that pebble in the water and the ripple effect starting to take its you know effect yeah. so um yeah show us what you got all right cool on all the things i'm still learning to name one my name is wani and on a good day that's usually enough. Two. I watch full seasons, so entire show is all in one day. And I'm not ashamed. Three. My favorite anime is One Piece. There's something about Luffy's constant tenacity that just gets me. Four. I have a feeling that even 20 years from now, when we finally reach the end of the Grand Line, we probably still won't ever get to know why his dad left him. Five. I enjoy really long walks at a donut store. Six. I am not above pity. I will literally troll white supremacist pages just to like the comments from the black people roasting the hell out of them. <laughs> Seven. That Drake and Meek Meal beef, man, that shit was a highlight for me. Eight. I watched a woman, I watched the truck slam into a woman once, and nobody said anything. I learned that day that I already internalized so much misogyny had consumed me. I stood and watched as she attempted to drag herself back onto her feet. She was the first black woman I'd ever seen outside of my own family. And I walked away. Nine. I keep my mother's words etched on the inside of my left chest pocket. For they are the only metaphysical force I've ever known tangible enough to trust. Ten. I've had far too many people that say they want to get to know me like the inside of these hands, only to spend their time searching for reflections of themselves within my body. Ten. Despite my best efforts, I am still learning to love that body. Ten. Who mourns for little boys who never learn to say stop? Ten. Who mourns those little boys that turn to men that won't stop? Ten. How do I forgive myself for all the times and all the things that I tried but couldn't stop? Ten. Even on my best days, I am still only a shadow living inside a guilty conscience, stuck between a rock and survivor's guilt. Eleven. I stared down the end of a barrel once. And of all the reasons I can name as to why I'm even still standing here, none are because of me. Twelve. I still can't really tell you why that last one was true. But what I do know is I put two bullets in, just in case that first one never got through to you. One, there is nothing magic about being surrounded by people who still make you feel lonely. Two, depression is a strange word, so I prefer work in progress. Three, I am still a work in progress, and I'm finally okay with that. Four, my name is Wani, and on my best days, that's enough. Wow. Mm. I love that one. 
quite emotional. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're an urban dreaming, guys. Stay tuned. We've got a bit more conversation coming up with Davey Thompson on the phone with us. And um, I think Gracie's got another song for us. I do. We've got... Oh, well, maybe I'll let Layla introduce this one because it's the one that you chose from your oh, friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, so this song is called uh, Australia Does Not Exist by The Dreaming Now. Neil oh, Morris is a Yorta Yorta man. Uh, also featuring uh, Adrian Eagle, Philly, uh, Brent... Uh, Watkins and I truly hope that's oh and me sometimes <laughs> I've been in the crowd <laughs> it's a great video clip too His majesty right before their eyes labeled us as savages and plotted as a mars took our star formations to represent their plot not realizing natural essence brought into those knots busy painting laws to sidestep our rocks deny our very ways to be were out of sight out of mind spotted laws this landscape never defined in the previous 60,000 plus years of time that said australia still a scene of crime when they push aside the manners and it's bloodied in the blind what they be selling is men. Australia does not exist. But they keep on trying to tell them. Australia does not exist. Yo, it's straight up illegitimate. Australia does not exist. Yeah, it's all lies, all of it. First, we'll take that land, take it for our own. You take a stand, we'll kneel before the throne, kneel before the crown, hands on the ground, then we'll take all the kids, hush, don't make a sound, nothing but savages, we'll show them how they're supposed to live, and if they don't assimilate, I guess we'll have to demonstrate our superiority in every single way, and remind them how we've conquered them every single day, and what better way to do this than to give this land a name, Australia, yeah, the great land that was claimed, Man, it ain't gonna work Watch us grow like flowers If we come from the dirt The hurt runs deep Our peep came just to reframe The pictures of the past So my people know where we came from We've been here all along See, Australia don't exist Just another damn man Australia does not exist What they be selling is men Australia does not exist But they keep on trying to tell Straight up illegitimate. Australia does not exist. Yeah, it's all lies, all of it. I am standing. 
This is Davey, and you're listening to Urban Dreaming on Joy. Deadly. Yes, old Davey, Davey Thompson. We'll be chatting with him very soon. So that song there, that was Australia Does Not Exist, mm-hmm. and that was with Philly, your your partner in crime. Not even. Yes, Neil, Neil Morris. Yeah. Yes, um, Brent Watkins. Yep. Layla was in there, and Wani was in that too. Yeah, we made a little feature in the uh, film clip. So, yeah. so good. And we're, we're, because uh, I looked at the film clip and there's a beautiful waterfall. Where was that? Um, that was all done at Hanging Rock, I believe. Yeah. Um, but we did all the studio stuff as well. So it was filmed over a couple of days. Um, but obviously, you know, Neil wanted to get more of the land the land i suppose in that clip but the thing i love about that song i mean australia does not exist it's you know it's right there what he's trying to actually portray or say or make that statement but you know that i love that last line um uh you know this land is made up of many indigenous nations none of which are called australia which is true well they're all language groups of all different names you know that's right nam was nam well before melbourne Mm -hmm. and things like that so it is just getting people to think about yeah what land are you on and what what what, you know the actual name of this land is that you now call home so Mm. and plus it's a dope track it's a great track i was just sitting here rocking yeah yeah exactly so you know you can play it over and over again and not feel like this is too political, you know. But, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, do you often get that question when people ask, um, so what's the name of the whole of Australia? Wasn't there an Aboriginal name for it? And it's like, I don't think there was. No, there wasn't. Because it was all individual language groups. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, that in itself is a, is a colonised concept to call a whole big chunk of land one name. So, one are you, did you uh, dance in it or did you... Well, I can't remember. Firstly, I can't dance. <laughs> <laughs> you did a bit of spoken word, though, didn't you? Um, I kind of just stood there in support. Okay, I guess, yeah. yeah. Stood like, there in solidarity. Yeah, yeah, yeah I so. really stand with the message and I vibe with the jam because it's a dope track. And the first time I got there, actually, I was shocked because I knew Neil for something else. And then homie was out there rapping, and I yeah. was <laughs> like, not just rapping, but giving bars. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. damn, okay, it's like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was cool. Yeah, very cool. And yeah, just a lot of um, the traditional dancing and ditch playing as well was just mm. nice with and Brent and, and crossover, crossover with the, the contemporary influence. So yeah. beautiful. So um, we were speaking about the Green Room Awards before and um, we actually have a, a nomination that became also another winner. And this is uh, Davey Thompson. We're crossing over to Fairfield. How are you, Davey? Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so happy for you guys. So you you guys won the Chasing thank Smoke you. Best uh, Circus Performance. Yeah, Black Flip. Yes, we did. Um, it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, it was 
it was, you know, when we got the notice, uh, sorry, the notification that we were even nominated, it was just, it was out of this world because we all just went into that rehearsal room just wanting to make something that represented us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so as a producer and it was it was just so fantastic to assemble that team and just watch them create something that was just so raw and beautiful and um so for that to be recognized by other people as well, that alone was really spectacular and then to, you know, win even as as well. It was just Ah, it was so great. I'm still on a high. <laughs> yeah, you would be. Um, it's it just so great to see. And then the, then they actually performed yeah. um, after the interval. And that was amazing. Was so just And sick. I didn't realise Jack Shepard was in it too. Yeah. Another baller there. Like, I saw him on stage. I'm like, what's he, what's he doing on stage? Next minute he's rolling around. <laughs> like, he's flexible, that one. I didn't even know. <laughs> But, Davey, let us know more about the other winners as well, because it was you, there was also um, the Urine Boy Festival, of course. Mm. Yes, it was It was just a night of black excellence. You know, there was Wani who won. Congratulations, yes. my brother. Oh, thanks, Davey. you accept that award. <laughs> um, so there was also Black Flip and there was... Uh, Nathan Maynard, Nathan who Nanard, won mm. season. Yeah, yeah. They won the best director, the best writing, Writer, yeah. and the best production. Mm-hmm. How cool it was is that? Just a full-on blackout. It was a blackout. <laughs> it was, and that's it. To have you know uh, Caroline Martin in attendance as well, Latio, and you know mm. see Annie Rachel on stage yeah, presenting awards as well. Yeah, it's really great just to see our mob really succeeding in these fields, you know, regardless, because, you know, we all come from so many places and it's just really great because, you know, that representation does matter. It mm. echoes to so many people. So, mm. you know, it's it's a really proud moment. It's a really proud moment for all of us. And, yeah. So did your mob so celebrate afterwards? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, silly um, question. Yes, I... I, I Knuck out just uh, towards the end there and ran up to the dressing room and we popped champagne oh, and, nice. and had some giggles and everything. Yeah. It was it was fantastic. It was great to have a moment with them all and and they all partied hard. I I didn't stay too long because I'd work, you know me. <laughs> but yeah, Non-stop. it was it was really fantastic to um to yeah to have a moment with everyone and yeah they have secured a season i do believe i'm just you know waiting to hear back so as soon as i know about that i'll be sharing that news everywhere so um yeah chasing smoke will just continue to thrive and i'm so excited continue to chase nah smoke <laughs> <laughs> yeah so those Hopefully eventually cats <laughs> that's what i'm excited about you know yeah. i'm excited you know for this show to have a bit more of a life but then also to see what these amazing beautiful talented artists go on to create next you mm-hmm. know i you know that they were almost seemed like bubbles when i first started working Aww. with them and you know it was really great to watch them go over a few years and now they're just you know to see them on stage last night you know i got really emotional Aww. you know it's like seeing adults now oh <laughs> <laughs> <Aww>, mother davy <laughs> so um, for those who've just joined us we just discussed in the green room awards um you're an urban dreaming and um, the, the Green Room Awards was actually uh, in recognition and excellence in cabaret, dance, drama, fringe theatre, musical theatre and opera in Melbourne. And the award started back in 1982. Um, and since then it's been continuing and, yeah, just so great to see some so much more strong representation for Aboriginal mob there. Mm. And just yeah, so proud absolutely. of you guys. So, yeah, so proud. Yeah, echo that. 
And also a big shout out to every all of the volunteers who keep the Green Room Awards going because mm. pretty much nobody's paid to put that together, but they all volunteer their time to go out and see all the talent that's out there and do all the right judging here and there. It's, it's really fantastic. So, yeah, thank you for continuing this. Mm. So who got to take the trophy home? <laughs> I thought I would take it home. <laughs> <laughs> rent it out. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty yeah, heavy, I'm, eh? I'm, I got a feel of it last night. Dusty, yeah, it was a bit heavy, so, you know, I'll hold on to it for now. I'll smuggle it in. I'll let Circus Oz have a moment with it, you know. That's why he didn't party too hard. <laughs> he had to put his trophy to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Tuck it in. Put a little Dusty. pillow on there. <laughs> Love it. Good night, my Read baby. Read it a bedtime story. This <laughs> 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 is her next couple of weeks. Taking it every night. Yeah, yeah. He takes it everywhere with him. Oh, and everyone's like, Davey, where's that trophy? <laughs> what trophy? He's just Can't buying extra memory. luggage when he's flying. <laughs> <laughs> Gave her the name. <laughs> oh, Davey, thank you so much. It's, it's, we're missing you here at Urban Dreaming, but, um, you know, Hi. you're only a phone call away. Absolutely. Can't wait to come back and join you, Mob, soon. Deadly. Keep winning, brother. Will do. Take Yow. care. Yes, that was Davey Thompson in the Green Room Awards and, yeah, winning for the Chasing Smoke. Mm. We have a, an award winner, Wani, in the studio with us as well and an award winner, Layla Thacker. Oh, barely. An award, <laughs> award stagehand and performer <laughs> panellist, Gracie um, Marshall. Don't worry, I've not won any awards. <laughs> <laughs> It'll happen, don't you worry. So, actually, we've won an award. We, this hey, this show has won, won an award. award. Yeah, I have won an award. There you go. Claim it up. Yeah, that's right. Best Excellence and Diversity. Oh, so. look out. This one is Sam of the Great featuring Nicole Gumbay with Black Girl Magic. It's here on Urban Dreaming. You are come magic up it styling Poop like magic excellence Poof you need reminding Any round illusion shop Uma with she back again You will never end the rain We keep multiplying Running through the evidence There's just no denying Some be by my deficient It just keep on shining Who that lady got some lip From my mama got the gift We just bought some peace in it At least we keep on trying now Hold on my I've been black since 93, but I understand that it's not just about me. Understand that there's a spirit underneath this skin. Understand that there's a soul that lives within. Soul, glow, from dusk till dawn, 
from the beginning where we all come from. So somebody tell me why we can't get along. I wrote this psychosis for sisters like me, with skin as dark as the night that shines so effortlessly. I wrote this for my sister, who looks in the mirror and calls out to beauty, who can no longer see her. No one can describe who you are, but you are who you are, who you are, who are you? Magic. Black. Magic. Then let's take it back again, back, back to Africa. Matriarchies are fake, black women per capita. I, I, Capitan, you remain my queen. I saw it in my mother when I saw it in a dream. Holy Spirit, how is she? You disrespect the womb. Where life all come from and it is to whom? Your praises too, or your races too. Did you she like it? I shop out in kudos to you. for lover this is natano from chasing smoke and you're listening to urban dreaming on joy you're on urban dreaming and that last track was Sabre the great featuring nicole gumbe with a black girl magic yeah it's good to have layla on on the panel with us uh, the, as a co-host and um our brother wani and wani uh was a, well, an award winner last night for best new talent in in um the green room awards and um Wani's about to share another poem with us I'm at a stage of my life where I'm really starting to enjoy the oldies. I'm becoming far less consumed by lonely, feeling more scarred than I do open wound, and I think, I think they call that happiness. I've broken off from what I once knew, cashed in my dreams for a chance at this mic, just to watch the seduce my girl right into another man's arms. Traded in my basketball shoes for a pen and some paper, hoping to bleed enough truth to drown out some insecurities. Right here. In this place where I've written letters to strangers who know more about me than I care to admit. Watch smiles turn to rage from spitting pages of a life I can only ever share in a glimpse. Felt words leave my lips just to come back begging for a shot at redemption. Laid out my sins knowing full well that this pen might be the closest chance I'll ever get at forgiveness. For this truth, surrounded by these bright lights where my voice breaks only to be drowned out by yours and Lord knows I've paid my due. Like that night my cousin died, I poured my soul out on this mic just to show you what kind of strength it took to share what that felt like. 
Even when I couldn't explain the kind of feeling I got And flows didn't come in waves But in awkward silences and applause I still gave you my heart And right now it feels like holy matrimony Between melanin and the galaxies Like Luther Vandross breaking down on the dance floor Like making sweet music by candlelight To the sounds of the ocean As each moment feels different And some days are better than others And each morning I'm reminded That we still have work to do We still have mountains to rise And valleys to believe in So today, I'm going to pull open the curtains, smile at the rain, put on some Charlie Parker, John Coltrane, then watch a whole bunch of anime. Because today, today is a good day. Wow, lovely. Beautiful. And what's even more beautiful is like how you can, um, I guess, yeah, that I, the whole thing about us, you know, being in a point of segregation and not, not being sometimes feeling like uh, connected even though we have connection to spirit, but also the loss of um, in regards to the human condition. Mm. I think it's really interesting, um, your take on how you see the world. It's beautiful. So, you know, I guess that's why we call it poetry, yeah? Mm. Um, but, yeah, and also your voice. You've got a, such a soothing voice. It's, 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 it's quite um, <laughs> hypno- yeah, hypnotizing. hypnotizing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks. It's great. It's great. You should make some, um, I don't know if you have already or not, but have you made some, some CDs or discs? <laughs> As of yet, I, VO work, I, I, I yeah, have, yeah, voiceovers, I, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get on. <laughs> even for like, in that. <laughs> even for like new mothers with babies, just buy a, yeah, that's you right, know, just one to stay in bedtime stories. <laughs> 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 Although that baby might be like, this is lit, yeah. No. <laughs> no, it's great, and you know, and that's the thing about our our work, isn't it? As an artist, um, you know. You don't just do it for the sake of accolades, you know, in the end. I know that's generally the most humble artists are the ones who who continue their work and empower society. Mm. Um, and it's amazing the power in spoken word. I, I've just only recently got into it in the last year. Yeah. And I'm just, every time I hear spoken word, I'm just in admiration of those who actually practice it every day. Yeah, powerful, powerful craft tool. Mm. Yeah. What got you into it in the first place? As um, you know, was it something you gradually grew into, or was, or was it just recently? Um, I got into it about, I guess, maybe three, three, four years ago. Um, I used to play basketball. I used to play for like New Zealand, <laughs> and then I used to write. Di- I, I thought there were diary entries, but like I used to struggle to speak. I had a really bad stammer growing up, and I was mute for a couple of years when I was younger. <laughs> so words were always precious. And when I got words, um, I was taught not to waste them. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, before I'd say something, I'd really think through what I'm trying to say because you didn't often have long to say things. And then I guess maybe that's what kind of started that pattern of trying to process my feelings, trying to process what I'm going through and then writing it out. Um, yeah, and I shared it with some friends and they called it spoken word and they showed mm. me some clips and they were like, this is spoken word. And that's kind of how it started. That's so, amazing. Yeah. I love how that's kind of, yeah, you haven't contrived that at all. It's just naturally, yeah, happened for you organically. Yeah. It's really beautiful. Yeah, it's so true that um, the words are precious and I think that we forget that and that they can have so much power mm-hmm. um, but also have a lot of power over ourselves and just to, to voice, I guess, what we're going through. Um, can also just help and be quite cathartic in a way as well. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, the idea of freedom of speech as well, like from particularly the country where you're from, mm. is it is it what's it like there in regards to being able to speak uh, politically about these certain topics? Uh, the country where I'm from, I think 
right now, my country is so forgotten that it. I feel like it's one of the most silent spaces that we exist on. Um, I was born at the beginning of the 90s, and by the time I was seven, we'd already gone through a genocide. Mm-hmm. By the time I was nine, we'd lost over six million people. And the last time that mass of people was lost on Earth was during World War Two, and it was the Jews. And they said that would never happen again, right? But, like, my people could disappear. And because they look a certain pigment, nobody knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there's been a continual genocide... And um, we're often, I don't know, brutalized for um, the minerals that are in my country. And one of them is uranium. And the only other place you can get uranium near as precious as that is in Australia. In the Northern Territory. Yeah. And um, the uranium they got from my country is actually what led to Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Most people don't know. So the first atomic bomb explosion was dug up in Congo, you know. Um the Colton that comes and makes the phones we use, the phone battery, is from my country. Mm. The diamonds is from Congo. And wow. it's like, it's so... We call it, in my language, it's almost like the disaster of minerals. There's so much that has become a burden to the people that have to exist there. There's almost a joke that if, like, gold or copper is found in a space, you know there's about to be a war. Because somebody or some people from outside are going to come in and be like, you know, there's something on, on kill everybody just so they can get that. It's almost a curse. And to the rest of the world, it's everything they fight for. So I've always often felt like that silencing has plagued on me to have to make sure I use the space I'm given properly and to say stuff that matters because you never know how long you have. And watching my people in my country being shut down my whole life you know it hurts like just this morning a cousin of mine died and he got killed quite badly and you know last night i'm standing on a stage winning an award for you know i'm getting congratulated for being able to tell my story while my cousin's getting turned into a statistic you know he had a name but that's just like how life is (laughs) and that that sucks so i don't know i often feel like i live between two two bodies getting torn apart often because it's like I could be here I'm a black settler here on another colonized land you know Mm -hmm. bringing my own story what does that mean Mm -hmm. I have to be wary of like where I stand but then I've got this whole other thing and a whole bunch of responsibilities weighing on my shoulders how do you navigate all that yeah no but anyways yeah yeah in regards to the cultural obligations as well mm-hmm. um yeah my condolences to you brother and thank you you know it, it we don't realize how lucky we are in a sense too um but also yeah we know of the atrocities um our people mm-hmm. know this only too well and the, there is a genocide still going on in, in, a, in a yeah. great degree it's just internal now mm. Um, but this is information for, for our listeners to understand, you know, because the more we talk about this stuff, it's about us also educating and, and helping society to understand the mm. ways of our culture. That's right. It's very important because we want to, you know, we've listened for so long to the Western ways and, and I think it's time we give our Indigenous peoples a voice. Yeah. And on that note, we're about to finish very soon, guys. Um, it's just been a, a beautiful hour with you guys, I must say. We have one more song, I think, before we head off. We do. Um, it's actually... Um, quite fitting. It's called Be Kind to Yourself. 
Before um, we do, though, I actually want to just make mention too. If you're if you're an actor, a budding actor, or you want to just like get into acting, you've never done acting in your life, or you just want to do film and television. Currently, we've got um, Briggsy. He's actually looking for someone to play him in an upcoming up and coming docu- uh, documentary. So if you've reckon you got what it takes to become the next big thing um, to play young Briggs, well, here's the chance. Yes, Briggs has put an open casting to um, call on all his socials for a new comedy documentary. And they're looking for someone to play him on the screen for the version of AB Aboriginal MC. They're looking for an 8 to 12-year-old Indigenous boy with a solid to large build from Victoria to audition for the part. Yes, no acting experience is necessary, just a willingness to give it a go. And you can basically just Google that information as well. Mm -hmm. And also we've got this um, event, which is the Black Queer We're Here. And this is actually produced by Davey Thompson and um, Danny Siposado, one of my cousins. And that's this Friday at 7pm till 11pm. Check it out at the testing grounds on 123, that's 1-23 City Road, South Bank, from 7 to 11pm on Friday. All right, I'm saying goodbye. Thank you so much for tuning in to Urban Dreaming. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Layla, for your time, and no, thank you, Wani, for coming. Thanks for sharing. So Hanging out. Beautiful. And thank you, Grace. Thank you. This is Willow Beats with Be Kind to Yourself. You're on Urban Dreaming. Yeah, boy.
Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.